welcome to the 214th episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today we are recording on January 4th, 2021. My name is Brad Galloway. I am the editor of GameCritics.com, and 50% of this here show with me is the man who is still working off his New Year's Eve bender, Carlos Rodella. Jeez, I wish that was the case. <laughs> Burned off that alcohol too quickly, huh? Well, no, I didn't have any alcohol. I didn't do any bender. I basically just did the same thing I'm doing all the time, and way to start the episode off with a downer. <laughs> I did, like, dick all. I played video games. I just, like, went to the world of cyberpunk. I mean, that's something. How's Pan Am doing? Is she okay? Yeah, but you know what? Here's a funny tangent. I Because I, uh, if listeners of the show know this, I've beaten the game, but then in order to actually keep playing it, you have to go back to a save point before you beat it. Which always sucks. Which is stupid. And, you know, near the end of the game and the end of the game, Pan Am and I got a lot closer. Well, now, like, in the time before the end of the game i can't find her <laughs> disappeared yeah like I, I mean like i don't have any missions with her we've done all the missions you know like i don't i can't even find where she's hanging out like i want to just go hang out with her and like take a drive or something so no i wasn't hanging out with pan am because i can't find her and i just feel like it's like my real life again oh wait i have no one oh. Pan Am is just social distancing dude that's all she's just in her apartment waiting for a virus to blow over she doesn't have an apartment, by the way. We live out in the wilds because we're nomads. <laughs> she has some sort of a shack, but I don't even know which shack is hers. I don't know. I, I feel oh, bad. Oh, man. What a bummer. Ugh, that's I know. Video Sorry. Games mirror life like that. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. All right, folks. Well, we are here. This is the first episode of the new year. Looking forward to it. We just wrapped up our Game of the Year show last time around. Hope you caught that. If not, still in the archive. And we are going to have a series of articles up at GameCritics.com. Uh, one for myself and several from the other writers there. If you want to see what we thought were the best experiences of 2020, check that out. Uh, and I think, I guess that's pretty much what we need to say. We do have a little bit of housekeeping besides that, though. Um, I got a couple items myself, but Carlos, would you like to kick us off with the very first Keeping the House with Carlos of 2021? 2021 keeping the house with carlos yeah first off uh, echoing what you said thanks to everybody who listened to game of the year episode uh always a popular episode but this one was crazy how many people retweeted it and shared and uh just so much uh yeah attention around it so thanks for listening and also it was cool to, to be able to share all of your picks or a lot of yours picks um second piece of housekeeping yeah i'm right now i'm very hungry for an open world game it's kind of more of a personal note but like I said earlier, I'm playing Cyberpunk, and I've maxed out my street cred, which I didn't know. I don't think <laughs> you've got all the cred. You are the most credible dude on I'm the street. I'm the most street credible person. They're like, "Hey, who's that guy? Should he do our job?" And I'm like, "Yeah, he's the only person who should do the job because <laughs> he's at 50." And dude I'm, is overqualified. I'm way overqualified, um, and I'm I think about 40 and my level uh, of my regular character level and i think that goes to 50 as well so i'm pretty much almost max for everything um i have half a million dollars i have insane fast cars and bikes i have many apartments and i have a great girlfriend who i can't find uh hiding out in the woods yeah people my friends are like do you really have a girlfriend i'm like no no she's real she lives in vancouver yeah she's in vegas um <laughs> but see why i don't like i don't leave cyberpunk because my real life Maybe not so hot. My cyberpunk life, it's pretty good. You know what I'm saying? 
That fantasy world is pretty tempting, boy, I tell you. Well, it's so tempting that I'm going back tonight, and I'm going back every day. Um, <laughs> so that's just a little personal for me. That's the main thing I'm playing. But I'm also very interested in this in this Atelier series, which you know of, right? Oh, God. There's like a jillion games in that Atelier series. Dan Weissenberger, who writes at Game Critics, one of our longtime staffers, he reviews like every single Atelier game, and I think he's done like... 294 of them so far like every three months we get a new one it's ridiculous yeah so it's a game a basic action rpg based on um alchemy and the reason why i was interested in it is because uh there is slim pickings for ps5 games for sure but one of the new ones that's coming out for all systems as well as ps5 with a little bit of upgraded graphics is atelier ryza 2 so i went into the ps4 store which is pretty much where i live as a ps5 owner and I downloaded Atelier Ryza, the original, which is the newest version of the Atelier series. And it is about a tomboy type lady who also loves alchemy. And a lot of the alchemy stuff is obviously back. But what was really relaxing about it is that it's relaxing. Um, it's, <laughs> I know. What's I, relaxing about it is that it's relaxing? I was going to use a different <laughs> word for that, and I just used both words. I mean, it's, you made your point. I get what you're, I get what you're saying, so I get it. <laughs> what's special about it is that it's relaxing and an RPG, meaning that, like, you know, I've talked about Trials or Dragon Quest, something that's like comfort food. Well, this is a different style of RPG, um, and I'm not sure if you mentioned it on the podcast, but it's really about gathering a bunch of resources, and that's a big part of the game. Like so you a lot can, of crafting, like, right? Yeah, well, even just the gathering part, like, you know, hunter-gatherer, like, she just goes out and has to find stuff. And it, there's different tools, so, like, the way that you harvest things, it, it results, gives you different results of what uh, resources you get. So it's kind of like a little mini meta game there. And then there's the crafting of creating tons of different potions and, and items and stuff. And then there's the active time battle combat, which you can pause as well. But um, the whole thing without going too far into it, is that I'm, I'm trying to play play through it just so I can get an idea of the story and the systems so when Ryza 2 comes out, I can check it out. But it's just very chill. It's just really, really nice to just go in there and, uh, again, that escapism thing, just chill with it, you know? It's, it's relaxing. Excellent. I think it is probably the kind of game that I am 100% allergic to because I don't really like gathering stuff. I don't like crafting. I don't like really exploring. And that's kind of like all that game is, right? Well, no, because a lot of it's combat. So I don't know what it is yet, really. That's why I think <laughs> if I get near the middle of it or whatever, I'm going pretty fast through it. Like, I might go like, oh, this is too much hunting, gathering, and or too much resources and, and crafting. I don't know. I can't tell yet. But for now, it's a nice change of pace. So, Oh, good. Well, I'm glad yeah. you found something that, that you're vibing with. That's good. It's, really, it's relaxing. Uh, right and on. the last thing I want to say, well, two last things. One, I was just talking to Steve Cassie today, friend of the show. Steve Askey. Uh, and he was mentioning Streets of Rage 4 being a game that he loved as well. And we remember that showed up on our Game of the Year list a lot. Tons of people recommend it to me. And it's on Game Pass. I just haven't got around to it yet. Well, now I think I'm going to go back to it because, yeah, it's a double dragon, like, beat beat em up type game. But I guess, you know, the graphics look pretty amazing. It looks like Street Fighter V, essentially. Um, really cool. But they're 2D graphics still. And he just said, he just spoke so highly of it. Like, the soundtrack's really amazing. It's kind of like, you know, the combat's really crunchy and kind of tactical at times. And the art style's really awesome. So, who knew? 
I guess all those people on our game of the year list were right. Apparently, several people knew. I don't think either one of us were in that group, but a lot of people knew. I mean, it's cool. I, I, I got to be honest. I'm not a big fan of the 2D kind of beat 'em up. Um, I mean, I, I played it back in the day, but I mean, everybody did back then because those were, you know, you had much fewer games to choose from. Yeah. Final Fight, Streets of Rage, that kind of thing. But they've never been my favorite, and I think the one that I've really enjoyed the most was probably Dragon's Crown, because there were some RPG elements added to it, which kind of gave me more incentive to keep coming back to it. But, I mean, I'll check it out. It's on Game Pass. It's not going to cost me anything to check it out. But I'm just like, mm, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'm even in the right headspace these days to play, like, a, a side-scrolling beat-em-up anymore. I know. We'll get to that later in the episode, because I, I already played one for review for this episode. So, um, we'll see. I might go check it out. But uh, on his recommendation alone, and obviously all the other people who talked about it on the show uh, sent us messages, I might check it out. Yeah, uh, tons of folks. And the last thing I was going to say is Valhalla, one of my favorite games, and also, was it my game of the year? I believe it was your game yeah, of the year. Yeah. Um, so, I guess it's not over. And if you remember, this is a spoiler. Uh, well, I won't do spoilers. It's um, something about the ending I didn't like. And you, really, you really bounced off of how they ended that game. I remember yeah. that. And the, I guess that the thing that we talked about for the hardcore listeners remember the very end of um, the spoiler part of that show. The thing I talked about I really didn't like, which is at the very, very, very end of the game, I guess that's not the ending, Brad. Is there a DLC coming that expands no, no, the no, campaign? No, 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 no. In the game itself, that's not the ending. because Oh, I was there more? I thought you said that was the end. Yeah, I thought it was. But then oh. I was hopping around YouTube today, and I did not kill all those, you know, people on the list. You know what I mean? Right. Sure, sure, sure. Like an Assassin's Creed game has? Sure, sure, sure. So once you do that, there's another ending. Oh, okay. So you found out there was a secret ending, and then it probably have you have you done the new ending yet? No, but now I'm I just found to get out to found that out today. So okay. now I have to go back and I have to play what I don't want to play. But yeah. So anyway. Well, you know, speaking of Valhalla, I was actually just talking to CJ Salcedo earlier today. He sent me a direct message. He's a writer, game critics, and he's got a podcast of his own. You've been on his show before. He's a good guy. Waypoint set um, podcast. Yep, there you go. He was so he, see he did the review for us at Game Critics, and I mentioned this before, but he really liked Valhalla a lot. Played it on PS4, but he got through a, a big chunk of it. I mean, he played like forty hours of it or something, and he's like, you know what? I'm just gonna stop playing this because I've heard that the PS5 version is really much better. And he finally got a PS5, lucky duck. Um, and I'll mention that uh, something about that in a second. Uh, and he said that it is like night and day. He said it feels like an entirely different game on PS5, which was great news for me because when I was thinking about what I should play between Valhalla and Odyssey, I was going to go Valhalla because you spoke so highly of it. You said it was so Witcher adjacent. But then CJ said, nah, hold off for the PS5 because it's like worth it to wait. And I did. So I'm really glad that I did. He just doubled down on the fact that the PS5 is definitely the way to play that game. So I'm glad that I didn't jump into it now. And he even said he's kind of mad he played it on PS4 first because it just it was so much worse than what he's getting now, right? Mm. And you've been on PS5 the whole time or not? Yeah, the whole time. And that's why. Like, I mean, that helped me make it the game of the year. I, I mean, I should yeah. have probably put asterisks next to that game and said PS5 version. PS5 version, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, yeah, that you're doing the right thing. And I'm glad he's finally get to experience it that way. And yeah, it just it is a long game because after I spent, I don't know, what is it, fifty hours, sixty hours, something crazy? Um, yeah, probably at least sixty because I know I've already spent sixty in Cyberpunk. Um, yeah, it's just there's more, just like Red Dead Redemption Two. It's like it never ends. 
Oh, man. Yeah. Well, just like Odyssey, too. I'll talk about that at the end of the show. But, boy, talk about big games, dude, for sure. Oh, Absolutely. Odyssey is huge. All right. That's all my housekeeping. All right. Just a couple things for me. Um, just first off, just I want to give a quick apology. I don't know if anybody can hear it, but I have a dehumidifier running. I'm in the Game Critics West studio right now. And we have had some incredibly torrential rains. I don't know if it's raining where you are, Carlos. We live in the same state, but we're not exactly like as close as we used to live. We used to live like five minutes apart, but now we live, I think, probably half an hour apart. And where I live, we have been getting so much rain, dude, the last two days. I've been going into the backyard, me and my son, and we've been digging drainage ditches in our backyard to stop our basement from flooding. Like, there's been so much water that we're like, holy shit. Uh, time to do like emergency procedures and we like got a couple shovels and we went out there and we were like I was doing like hydro fucking engineering and like looking at the lay of the land and like trying to figure out how to run water away from my basement because I mean there's there's basement flooding technology in my basement that helps it stop flooding but I'm like man this is a lot of fucking water out here this is dangerous so we've been doing that and I have a dehumidifier running right now because it's really wet down here so I apologize in advance if anybody can hear like a faint buzzing hopefully you can't hear it but if you do and it bugs you i apologize it's not going to run next time but we are kind of in like a red alert danger zone like fucking water world over here so i got to take some steps so there's that that's crazy yeah it's been raining oh, out man. here too pretty much like sheets of rain like just wall wall o rain oh my god dude i dug a ditch in my backyard and it went from being a ditch to a river in like five seconds it was just like Damn. all the water was like coursing off and i'm like holy shit i could I could fish in this thing, catch some salmon out of this fucking river that I've created in my backyard. It's ridiculous. By the way, that'd be um, weird as fuck if salmon just showed up. <laughs> but kind of awesome because salmon's awesome. really expensive. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that yeah. would be kind of cool. Uh, last little bit I want to mention. I want to give a quick shout out to Brian Welch, longtime listener. He emailed me a couple days ago and he's like, hey, Brad, I, I was uh, hitting the Walmart website and I ended up with two PS5s on accident and I know you haven't had one. Would you like to buy my extra? And I was really tempted. I was really, really tempted. But, like, honestly, uh, I was kind of nervous because 500 bucks is a lot of money to spend on something to get sent through the mail. And we get a lot of, like, mail theft around my area. I'd be really fucking paranoid that, like, the mailman would drop it off on my front porch and someone would gank it and I just wouldn't even know. And then I'd be out 500 bucks, you know? So mm. I was like, mm, I'm really kind of nervous about it. So I told him no thank you, but I really appreciated it. Such an awesome gesture. Uh, I really appreciate Brian uh, reaching out and offering me that extra PS5. And also, uh, thanks to Brian for being a longtime listener. He also won some of our games uh, when we were giving away games in the past. So he's a, a longtime frequent listener. I went back and checked, and yep, he sure did win a couple games from us. So thank you very much, Brian. I really appreciate the gesture. That was great. You're a top shelf man. Yeah, it's tricky because, like, everything's there's so many deliveries being made right now, right? So many people ordering stuff so it's like at some point you just gotta take your chances you know unfortunately i mean dude totally but like 20 bucks of gummy bears from amazon is one thing but like 500 bucks on a ps5 yeah oh god if, if that was the day that i was in the shower when the mailman dropped it off and somebody because we've had we've had stuff stolen from us before we've had i think uh three or four packages stolen off our front porch before and Jeez i try Louise. to be real, try to be vigilant about it i try to keep my eyes open but you can't you know, I can't live my life watching my front porch, right? So, you know, I was just like, oh, I, I really would like to take him up on it. But, God, it would be just my luck to drop 500 bones on this. And then somebody, like, ganks it off my porch. And I would be I would be so sad. So It's so frustrating that people are that way. But um, I will say that the, there's a bunch of negatives about the fact that I live in one room and that's it. Uh, but the other positive is that uh, we have an office where packages go. So in gen- Oh, that's cool. In yeah. general, most of my stuff's there or... 
and this is very fancy uh, because of the pandemic. Lots of times they'll just drop it off at the door at my in front of my door. But we're inside an apartment complex, you know, so it's pretty. You got like a locked entryway or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, cool. Yeah. So yeah, I feel that that's like a positive, but. Uh, well, anyways, by the way, thanks again. Yeah, also for sending that over. And I, I'd mentioned on the So Video Games Twitter that we're both looking for systems. So um, I'm still looking too, but I think we'll just we'll just keep hitting the pavement digitally until you and I find um, Series X and. and I just I would like to, I would love to do a curbside man. I want to like grab it and get one and go. And I'm just like, oh, it's really frustrating. But anyway, thank you so much, Brian. I really appreciate it. you're a great guy. Gold star for you. You're on my good guy list. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that's all the housekeeping I have. Let's go ahead and get into the content if you're ready to do that, Carlos. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so first off, the first game you're bringing, a game I did not even know even existed, which doesn't happen to me that often. But, boy, you do it to me fairly often. So I think you're working overtime trying to surprise me with games for this show. Cobra Kai, I knew it was a TV show, which was already surprising in itself. I had no idea it was a video game. I don't even know what it's I mean... I don't know what kind of game it is. I don't know. I, I didn't really even know anything about it. So please tell us, how did you find Cobra Kai? Where are you playing it? And what kind of game is it? Yeah, it's on PS4 is where I'm playing it. Um, it's a side-scrolling game like Streets of Rage. So that's very easy to visualize it. It's a Double Dragon game, right? Uh, using the license shamelessly. But it actually does a couple things that are similar to the TV show. Well, who are who who are you, who are you character wise? Because I don't know very much about the TV show. I haven't watched well, it. Well, let me good, yeah. But. Let me first off say the Cobra Kai TV show is incredible. Not just good. It's okay. It's, it's like okay. Perfect. And season three is the best season. And I just finished it. Um, and a side story: Karate Kid, the original movie, and I loved two as well. But Karate Kid original movie came out when I pretty much looked just like Ralph Macchio. Um, <laughs> big, huge hair, funny nose, like. You know, and he was getting picked on bullies. Same for totally. me. And I had to like fight against, uh, fight back against them. Uh, Did same you pull way. off a crane kick in the middle of a fight? I didn't do a crane kick, uh, and I also didn't have like Miyagi, you know, and uh, yeah. a dojo. But I did just have my wits and <laughs> my scrappiness. Um, but you know, and, and him and his parents not having any money. I mean, that movie is so much part of my life. So then, when they decided to bring it back, you know, many years later. It's all the same characters. Uh, they're just older, and they have their own dojos, like uh, Johnny from the t- from the show that fought um, Rough Machu in the in the. And it's movie. it's the same actors, right? All the same actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen Miyagi. Uh, Pat Morita is is, is well, past, he's dead, but, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, but but like so many people are, are there. I don't want to ruin any spoilers for season okay. three, but they they bring some other people in, and and it's just it's about the kids now. So right, it's about their kids. And their kids like needing karate for just like lessons, but as well as self-defense and the battles they get into. So the, the game is actually about the kids mainly. And you play as different kids on either um, uh, the Lawrence, what's it called? Miyagi-Do, sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Miyagi-Do or on Johnny's uh, side and the Cobra Kai side, right? So Cobra Kai is, is in this video game is fire. Because they just went straight corny video gamey-ness with it. And, okay. And with Miyagi-Do, it's like ice, right? So it's the opposites. And Miyagi-Do is more about defense, which is like the show. And the other one's more about offense. So you can pick one of the teams to be. And then you go side-scrolling, you know, double dragon type game. Um, but then you unlock all these different skills. And you do like ice moves and stuff. It's ridiculous. What are, it, the, what are the graphics like? Is it like... 
Is it digitized to look like the actors from the TV show, no, or what does no, it look no, no. like? It's like cartoony. It looks like Streets of Rage in that same way, where it's cartoony side scroller. The problem is, it's like sometimes it looks awful, and sometimes it animates really, really bad. I mean, like you're like, this is a really budget game, like it, you know. And then at times, you get skill points, and you're unlocking these different moves, and it feels fun. So I remember halfway through going like, why am I having fun when this looks pretty bad? And it's obviously just like a, you know, what's it called? A, um, uh, a, a grab, you know what I mean? Like um, what marketing grab, you know? Like Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's perfect cash timing, cash sure, grab, yeah. yeah. And so while I want to just be like, fuck this, it's so silly. Why, you know, it's ridiculous. Ice, there's no ice attacks and fire attacks. There's no magic in the that Wasn't in that the in Karate Kid Part 3? I think he yeah. busted out some ice at the end of that one. There's none of that. Um <laughs> But for some reason, it's really relaxing and fun and just kind of like a ridiculous time. So I'm not like a it's not a recommend for me, but it's it's like it could be a lot worse. Yeah, it's like a not too bad. It's not too bad. The only other thing that I don't like about it is it says to experience the true ending, you have to play both sides. Like you have to play uh, to the game, and I'm like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not doing that. Like, that's is there a story component? Like, if you play the other side, is there is there like cutscenes, or is there a, a strong tie into the show at all? Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is is like the show, right? It just but like, feels but like, like, is it like, like, does it make sense in relation to the episodes, or is it just like just the characters in a different setting? I should probably started with this. So it's all the same characters, very similar settings. All feels like it could be out of a TV show episode, but then okay. it gets ridiculous. Right, but then ice and fire. Right, but then they go to like this arcade and like this is you know super seven foot tall dude there and he's like I'm gonna kick you guys ass and I'm special for some reason I'm not in the show you know it's just like some weird character <laughs> they just made up so it's like ridiculousness with mixed in with the show. I love is, the enemy whose special power is I am not in the show. That is the I'm, best special power. I'm not in the show, but I'm also seven feet tall and I'm really strong. You know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I beat a I beat a boss. I upgraded my characters. You can cycle between the characters, almost like uh, Genshin Impact, like I talked about, where you can switch oh, yeah. uh, on the fly and, and pick. Have, here comes out, you know, Daniel. Here comes out the girl. Um, I'm bad with names. Yeah, it's 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 okay. You know, I, I picked it. Be, I picked it up because I was watching season three, and I was like, well, I'm gonna play something, you know, with it with me watching the show. And sure, sure. Yeah, it's okay. It's funny you bring it up because we actually just watched the original movie, I think, last month um, because we were talking about watching Cobra Kai. I heard a lot of people talk about it, and I'm like, well, my son, my youngest son, who's 11, has no idea what Karate Kid is or what it's all about. So we watched the original. Um, still pretty much holds up. It's kind of it's kind of a trip to go back and watch that uh, because some of those characters are really old now, and they're kids in that movie, which is bizarre, um, kind of a weird time-traveling phenomenon there but it still holds up and uh you know my kid was pretty into it he was like you know he just like all of us back then were like why is daniel waxing this fucking car why is he painting this goddamn fence and then when miyagi shows him it's actually a a karate technique and every you know daniel in the movie's mind is blown and his little 11 year old mind was blown and i'm like ah it still holds up still pretty good so well it definitely holds up and so does the second one because in season three which is not a spoiler but they do like go back to reminisce about uh the second movie oh okay uh, the one in japan and stuff and so that that movie was really special to me too and so powerful and by the way the new season like i teared up at parts it's like really fucking good and it's funny and it's it's for the whole family for sure 
Uh, I can't recommend that series enough, the Cobra Kai series on Netflix. Uh, I'll so have to check it out. That's all I'm really promoting right now. I'm not promoting the game. <laughs> I just want to... Just... Recommending the show. Yeah, I just uh, the only reason I played the game is just so I on the podcast I could talk about the movies and the end the show. Oh my god. Okay, well since we're just t- tangenting really quick, I'll give a quick TV show shout out to uh, me and my wife are watching Two Weeks to Live, which is I'm on... gonna start that tonight. Oh my god, it's like the best show, dude. It is so good. It I'm is just about... about to start it. I'm, then, oh my I'm, god, I'm glad to hear. It's six episodes. It's like three hours total. It's a very quick watch, and the episodes are real fast, real fast paced. Basically, the story is about a girl who is raised by a like um a prepper survivalist wacko mom out in the woods she decides that she's tired of that life and she goes into town to see what the real world is like and i'm not going to spoil anything from there but that's the basic premise hijinks ensue it's really dark it's really funny there's a lot of violence but there's also a lot of laughs it's great the performances are great i love the show we're going to watch the last two episodes tonight i just i dig it so much so that is two weeks to live i'm watching it on hbo max i don't know if it's anywhere else yeah, it's uh, HBO think, Max only, I think. Okay, yeah, maybe. But man, ah, uh, what a great fucking show! I think it is the best. It's so there's good. there's so much good shows, and it's so helpful right now with all of our you know being stuck inside. So I do appreciate that. And now we're just on a tangent because the flight attendant is also very good. Oh, man, we're gonna watch that next. I haven't watched it yet. Pretty oh, good. Oh my goodness, it's much longer. Uh, the episodes are a little longer, and it's almost like you can't take too many episodes at once because it's pretty much like a Hitchcock movie series. It's like super intense. Yeah, it's like, um, especially the first couple episodes are very intense, but then it gets, it chills out a little bit more. And then it's still about like the mystery of what's going on. And the music is so good. Remember Catch Me If You Can, that movie? Yeah, I've seen that, yes. It's got that feel where like the music's really cool and it like um, quirky and it makes you think. And then there's like cool designs, and, like the intro is really cool. Anyways, Kelly, I can never say her last name, Cuoco? I don't know. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. This. Yeah. She's from um, Big Bang, right? Yeah. And she worked on this, I think. I guess she was she a producer. She produced it or something. something. Yeah. yeah. And they've been tr- working on this for a while, like years and years. And so I'm so happy for her, too, because it's a, it's just excellent. It's just excellent. And it reminds, it reminds me of, like, Hitchcock and this kind of, like, mystery whodunit. Um, what a great series. So I'm excited. We've got two series for people to check out. Flight We're going to watch that next. Yeah. Flight Attendant. And what was yours again? Oh, two weeks to live. Two yeah. weeks to live. Yeah, we just finished. We just finished Watchmen. Watch that for the first time, uh, because we got HBO Max as a gift from our in-laws for Christmas. So we had never paid for. It. So now we're catching up on all the HBO shows, right? We haven't watched. So watched Watchmen. Have you seen Watchmen? Of course, it's incredible. Dude, wow! I was like, how's anybody ever going to write anything that's as good as Watchmen? And man, they did a knockout job. Watchmen was amazing. Yeah. And we're going to watch Lovecraft Country at some point, but we wanted something lighter. We didn't want too heavy. So we went with Two Weeks to Live, which was great. But we're going to do uh, Lovecraft Country. A lot of stuff on HBO Max. There's a lot of stuff on that. And this is a promotion now. We're going to hopefully get some money from from that. If they would like to sponsor us, that's totally fine. Yeah, they're going to be this deep in a cut of a podcast, a game podcast, and, and hear this. So you never you, ne- you never know, dude. You never know. Maybe you do we have listeners know. at HBO Max. That's true. Hi, HBO Max people. We love this series. Um, or the, the channel. So anyways, what I was going to say is... Uh, don't watch Lovecraft, Lovecraft County. It's I, I gotta spoil like it? it for you. I mean, I'm not gonna spoil the sh- the show, but like, oh, it's it's so almost amazing. But I'm gonna temper. That's, what I'm doing is I'm tempering. How do you say that? You temper your expectations. Tempering expectations, sure. The first couple episodes and the first episode in general is like masterful, and you're like, 
this is gonna be my new favorite thing and then it fucking doesn't it doesn't doesn't follow through it doesn't it just it just changes too much it's like uh, it doesn't know what it is and i think that they Uh, it happens in the producer level and then on the 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 showrunner level and stuff sometimes but it, it gets confused but yeah anyway sorry Oh, uh, that's fine. Well, we haven't watched it yet. We'll see. We'll see. Tempering. Anyway, tempering oh, video- expectations. Video games, though. Video games. All right, let's talk about some video games. Uh, okay, what am I bringing to the show today? Okay, first, um, kind of a weird fucking thing to report. Neoverse, a uh, new game from Korea. It is kind of like Slay the Spire, and that is a deck-building roguelike uh, run-based sort of a game. Um, the mechanics are somewhat similar. Uh, but in this particular game, you play as one of three well-endowed uh, pneumatic ladies who, uh, one of them's like a ninja, one of them's like a wizard, and one is like a knight or something like that. And there's some kind of story about different dimensions coming together. I'm a little bit hazy on exactly what's going on, but it doesn't really matter. Um, you, you start off with one of these buxom gals, and you face off against these other enemies. You have cards at the bottom of the screen, attack cards, defense cards, magic cards. If you've played Slay the Spire or any number of deck builders lately, you probably know how this goes. I was pretty interested to check it out because, um, I mean, it just seemed kind of neat. I like deck builders. I like roguelikes. Everybody knows that. I like well-endowed women. That's a thing I like as well. Um, So it seemed like it was right up my alley. The problem being, I'm playing on the original Xbox One, and there is a bug in this game where when you start the game you start the very first uh, round of the very first match and when your turn is over and it's time for the enemy to take their turn the game does not recognize that you have finished your turn and you cannot progress so I have not gotten past the first round of the first game I emailed PR and I'm like WTF folks and then I looked on Reddit and like a million people have the same problem something about playing on the original Xbox One is fucking this game up and the developers don't seem able to find why the button is not being recognized. I mean, I'm sorry, but like that's a pretty fucking basic game function and a lot of developers out there don't seem to have a problem with that. So I'm not sure what's going on. Which systems is it for? It's on, it's on, uh, it's in the game pass ecosystem. I believe it's probably on mobile. It's probably on PC. I don't know if it's anywhere else. Okay. Um, but ev- apparently it's fine on X or S, but it's not fine on Xbox One. Uh, loads of people having the same problem. So I wish I could say more about it. It looks really neat. Looked like exactly my jam. I was very excited to start it, but I can't get past the first round of the first match. And I'm just really puzzled that these developers can't seem to figure out how to make the game recognize a button input, which to me seems like a very basic function of game design. So Yeah, you'll have to come back to it then. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm reaching out to him. I'm sent him my Xbox serial number and my my uh, operating system number. And, I'm, you know, they're trying to figure it out. And I'm like, whatever, man. Like, this is it seems like clown shoes. You guys can't get this to work. But if they get it to work, I'll come back to it. Uh, next up is When the Past Was Around. This is a hand-drawn emo narrative indie about a woman and her boyfriend, who has an owl for a head. Have you seen this or played this, Carlos? No, but owl for a head has me interested. Don't be too interested. Oh, um, okay. It's very cool looking. The art style is great. That's really what drew me to it. And a lot of people who are in my indie circle spoke very highly of this game. Uh, it's basically like a, a narrative story about loss and about mourning. But oh, there's no... I was about to pick this up. Sorry, I just saw the art. And I was about to pick okay. this up because I, the art is so awesome. The art is awesome. The art is genuinely awesome. 
Um, but there's no text in this game. It is like non-verbal, non-textual storytelling. And I got to say, I do not think that this game really excels at that. I feel like the story is pretty muddled. It's not really connecting with me emotionally. Artwork is great, and I'm still, I, I like the artwork. But on top of the artwork, the, the puzzles that you have to get through to progress the story are kind of like arbitrary and random. It's like you look at a screen, you find a key in one area of a screen, you scroll over, you use the key on a lock, you unlock something, and then it's like a memento, and then the story progresses forward. And it's like, I mean, okay, but like this, the puzzles are not really adding anything to the gameplay. It feels like they're kind of just there. Like, mm. like the puzzles are their own element and the story is its own element, and the two things are not really meshing together that well. And with the story not really having any words to it, it's just like the woman looking kind of like wistful and sad. And then the guy with the owl face shows up once in a while. And it just it just feels kind of random and vague. And it's just I don't feel like it's really connecting with me. It's funny you should say that because there's a certain skill uh, after playing as many games as both you and I have that I think we both have. Where when we look at a game, almost like remember back in the day when we used to look at the back of the boxes Wow, that was games. a long time ago. Yeah. yeah, but you would. I had that same skill. I feel back then, which is you, you go like, I think this is for me. You know, there's something about like, um, I don't know. I'm, I, maybe I'm speaking just for myself, but I can like, like look at an album cover and do the same thing. Uh, and, and an album cover, I mean, a digital album cover now on Spotify. Right. Right. But, but there's something about it. There's an aesthetic that I I seem to pick up on. I go, this will be something I'm into. And um, when I didn't pick up this game is I said oh the art style looks cool but it looks too all over the place like there's no real direction and it feels like I'm just gonna be clicking things with pictures and I don't want to do that and that's that's literally like, what it is yeah, I was right basically yeah, yeah. exactly 100% dude it is basically really pretty pictures really simple puzzles and you're doing a lot of clicking and it just doesn't feel like it really comes together uh, I gotta be honest this is a very short game it's probably I don't know, two, three hours long, and I didn't even make it through because I kind of was like, I just didn't want to anymore. Uh, So, yeah. Anyway, that was When the Past Was Around. Played it on Switch. Uh, Runs fine on Switch. It's great, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Moving on, the last one for this particular segment is called Pine. P-I-N-E. This is a game which came out of nowhere. um, Small development team. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't even know what kind of game it was. But they sent us some codes, and I figured I'll play it for the show. And, you know, I like being surprised. Surprises are kind of fun sometimes. What it ends up being, again, totally surprised by this, it is a, and on the Switch, no less, it is an open-world, third-person action game, which also has crafting, which also has community management as you take care of relations between your human-like tribe and other like different kind of species tribes that are in the area. So pretty ambitious setting those sites pretty high. I'm very surprised it's on the switch because that does not feel like where my brain would go. If I was going to play a game like this, like on the switch. Uh, So it's interesting. I did not play it for very long because I got to be perfectly honest with you and with all the listeners here. Uh, That's not the kind of experience that I want when I'm playing the switch. I I, I feel like I come to the switch for very specific things and open world, wandering around, crafting and stuff. That's more like a PS4, Xbox One game to me. That's not yeah. really a Switch game to me, in my mind. I mean, I'm sure some people disagree. But it just was weird to have this this experience on the Switch. And, um, I mean, it's, it's very ambitious. I didn't play it for too long. Um, but it's just, it's there. It's a thing that exists. And if you want to check it out, I mean, 
I wish I could say more about it, but I just was like, wow, I just was kind of blown away by how unexpected the whole thing was. And it's very interesting. So I, I did not see a lot of it. I've been looking at this game for a while, actually, because um, it's been like an alpha and stuff like that on Steam. Long time, and, yeah. Yeah, and it's it does seem like yeah, not a Switch game at all, like an epic, epic uh, experience and one that will probably change and new quests being added. It was kickstarted um, oh, a while ago. It started back in 2017. Wow, it was kickstarted, uh, but it shows that it's going to be on PS4 uh, at some point. So that seems to me like a much more sensible place where you should play it. It just uh, yeah slash Xbox yeah. One. Um, and, and, it, and it feels it feels a little bit like a 360 kind of a game, and I don't mean that as a negative. Just it just in terms of like how it feels and how it looks. Um, Kickstarter that makes perfect sense, and just like what you do, how the action plays out and stuff. It's just very. I don't know. I just couldn't get over like, wow, what is this game doing on the Switch? This is so weird. Why am I playing this? What's happening? So, Yeah, that just speaks to like how certain games and certain platforms do mesh or don't mesh, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But nothing bad about it. It just wasn't really what I was in the market for for the Switch. Seems like a better fit on PS4. I would suggest people who are interested in the crafting and the like relationship mechanics of trying to manage you know, uh, positive interactions with other species. Uh, kind of a cool idea, uh, but maybe check it out on PS4. Yeah, when it comes out for PS4, you know that I'll probably talk about it on the show. There you go. There you go. All right, that's it for me for now. i got a couple more coming up. But now, let's go back to you, Carlos, with a little game that I like to call Calico. Well, it, not just to me, to both of us. That's true, but I'll let you lead, though. Okay. Calico is a game that I said last time on the Game of the Year episode. I threw it in as an honorable mention, having not played the game. Um, I remember not to... A bold ever, move, by the way. Very it, bold. A very bold move. And I'm, I'll remember never to do that again. <laughs> I'll remember very, very vividly to never do that again. Um, if that gives you some foreshadowing, it should. Uh, Calico is supposedly an Animal Crossing type game where you have many animals running around the uh, world. There are cats and dogs, and I think there's other animals, but I've only seen cats and dogs. And you take over a cafe, and obviously going with the whole cat cafe theme, you're supposed to uh, decorate it a la Sims and make food for it and find animals that can hang out around the cafe. There's probably a deeper story there because you've got to go meet residents in the town. I didn't do any of that stuff yet. And there's other stuff in the world you're supposed to do, like little quests. But I can speak to what the fuck this game is in general because okay uh that's in general what it is did i get that right yeah you're on target man okay the the weirdness what i wanted to love about it is that you can pick up all these animals weirdly enough in your hands and then turn them around and move them around and put them on your head and then you can ride them or you can have another animal ride another animal it's really ridiculous and how you could <laughs> Like what you do with these animals, yes, yes, moving them around. So it just feels like Katamari or weird Japanese game. You know, it just it's weird. But I thought I'd love that, but I don't. Secondly, in the very beginning, you have making a character. I try to make a guy character, but it really is geared towards women. Yeah, uh, but I still made a guy <laughs> because there's a beard, and so there is like some male features. So I did the best I could, but it doesn't look like how I want. Let's just say that. There's and no male body model, is there? I, I'm not clear on that. You can reduce the, uh, let's say, breast area. 
Okay, so you can manipulate the pr- the proportions. Yeah, and then okay. also the feet that you can't. I always have to have mini feet. <laughs> I was like, I had mini feet, and they gave me dainty shoes, and I took those off. So I basically have no shoes and a beard that's patchy. It, I'm looking rough. <laughs> it's a rough, rough man version. Patchy so. beard. Yeah, patchy think, beard and tiny feet. That describes you perfectly. Yeah, that's just how I am in real, real life. So anyways, I made my weird person. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with what I just described, but in the game it looks weird. Let's just say that. Sure. And then, you know, I ran around and I picked up some animals. I, I got confused on why they, they said find an animal and bring it to your uh, cafe so he, like, he or she stays there. But, like, it's very confusing on how you do the controls because you have to have the animal in your hand and then pick an option that says follow me. But then it, you're holding it, so how can it follow you? It was just confusing. And then the weirdest thing, which I'm sure you know about, unless you didn't even make it that far, is the cooking. Do you, do you oh, know about yeah, the cooking? Oh, I yeah, did, I did get to the cooking, yes. Would you like to describe the cooking? The lady goes, hey, you're going to go cook some cupcakes and stuff for the cafe, you know, because you got to get, you know, for the customers. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll do that. I'm not having any fun, but okay. And so <laughs> I go in there, and, she, and she, before that she goes, Hey, you're gonna have a lot of fun, like you know, throwing around eggs the size of your head. And I go, what kind of fucking eggs you got in the kitchen? So I go in the kitchen, and you turn miniature for some fucking reason, and they put you miniature style, like I mean, like the size of a mouse, on the tabletop, and then you gotta like pick up the fucking things, eggs size of your head, and butter, and you have to throw them in the pan to make food, and you're miniature. What the fuck is going it on, was, Brad? It was very surprising when that happened. I was not. Ex- I did not see that coming. I'll say that much. And you're throwing things in in their full form, like a bag of flour, just an in, entire in the block pan. of butter, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bottle of milk. It's funny. Noth- nothing cooks up, and then all of a sudden, just magically turns into a piece of food that you also have to like throw into a tray. I, what the fuck am I doing? There's a sim element where you you're picking different furniture, but I just felt very confused, and also fuck those people with their font being literally the size of a mic like uh, microscopic (laughs) i couldn't read anything i couldn't read anything and i have good eyes so yeah i mean i i was very curious about this one as well uh just because it looks so off the beaten path and i'm always up for something that's unusual but i gotta say i didn't really jibe with it too much i mean plus i mean points given because you could make a plus size uh female character which is always my preference and I'm, i'm happy to see that there were options so you could make all sorts of different ladies although they were still kind of like SD style kind of like they weren't like human proportions they were kind of like shrunk a little bit it's kind of it's kind of strange like kind of a cutesy little style I mean it, it was okay it's kind of cute um, so points for that I guess but yeah I, something about the visual presentation is really strange um, the way that the leaves and the world kind of like render in something about it is really odd and unusual and I, I don't know I don't know that it's displeasing but I found it maybe a little bit displeasing um the font i feel like was definitely felt like this probably looks great on a computer it looks less great on the switch like when you're doing the um the character creation and you have to use your little pointer on these tiny little little color boxes and you're trying to get like the exact right shade like it did not feel really optimized for the platform that it's on um you know that's the thing that happens i guess but i think i'm kind of in the same bucket as you when it comes to just the gameplay like i guess i'm not sure what i expected but i felt i feel like i was wanting it to get off to like a little bit better start it is confusing in the beginning i got stuck at the exact part that you got stuck at where they're like get an animal to follow you but you're like how do i number one where's the animal i couldn't find it 
it was already inside the cafe and I'm looking outside the cafe for the animal. So that tripped me up. Yeah. And then it's like, they didn't explain the commands very well. I got stuck for a long time trying to figure out how to place furniture. Like it was, it was really unintuitive to me. And I was just like trying to place a chair and I couldn't figure it out. And I was going back and forth and I'm like, Oh my God, is this glitched? Like what's happening? So I, I feel like the UI and the tutorial could be better. Uh, but once I got through all that stuff and it was like, all right, go do some quests. And uh, the thing that really, turned me off of this game was like where they set you loose in the world and what I really wanted was some quest markers like I wanted to know where to go uh, because you know full disclosure just me personally I really dislike wandering in a game when I don't know if I'm going the right way and I don't know because my, my time is really precious right like I want to make sure that I'm maximizing my game time and I don't want to spend 15 minutes walking in a direction find out I'm going the wrong direction yep. so there were no quest markers and it's like go find so and so and I'm like well number one who is that number two where is she and number three, like why? And I just, it didn't, it just didn't get off on the right foot with me. Right. And I, I, as these little, little complaints were like piling up and piling up, it just kind of like soured me and soured me. And I just was finding that I didn't really want to invest in it because if it's this rough at the beginning, how rough is it going to be later? And so I just kind of noped out of it, but it's really cute. I mean, if you like cats, there's lots of cats and it does seem like if you're into like running a cafe, maybe that would be of more interest to some people, but I mean, it just didn't get off on the right foot with me, and I just it got it got sour. So I'll uh, I'll, I'll specify a couple of things about it real quick. One, what I thought and why I was going to put it on my honorable mention list, which by the way, it's off that list. Um, no, sorry, developer. Uh, I like what you're going for, but like Nobi Nobi Boy or Watam, you know, or Katamari, right? All the same developer, uh, but like. This idea of that's what I thought. Like I'm just gonna go in this weird world and like play with animals and jump around and that'll be really relaxing. But it's it it doesn't do that. It it straddles in between uh, a sim game and the quest thing and not a good map and the graphics that like you said are a little weird. Like there's just too many things that it's off on that you can't just relax and have fun that the cat is riding the dog. Yeah, it's, it's like it, there's too many steps in between, or there's too many glitches in between. So, like even when you do the sim, um, like the sims type um, moving stuff around in the cafe, your character just turns into a block all of a sudden. Yeah, like, it, was, it was kind of strange. Like something small like that is 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 a problem. You know, like these are things that all lead up to it. And then making the food as a miniature person, while I should love that, I don't. Like it just it it, it makes it more complicated and tiring when I just want to like make sell cupcakes, you know? I mean, you kind of bring up a good point, dude. And I think I'm, I'm definitely agreeing with you where like when I watched the trailer, I was like, Oh, this looks so warm and inviting and cute. And like, you kind of get this feeling in your head of like, Oh, it's going to be comfortable and welcoming when I play this. And then when I actually played it, I got really confused by the menus and there was no quest markers and I didn't know what I was doing. And I wasn't even really aware that I was going to be doing quests. And like you said, it kind of gives a different vibe in the, in the trailer than it does in real life. And when you get those little, just just a little bit of resistance a few times is enough to kind of get you out of that comfort bubble. Yeah. And then it becomes like you're kind of like struggling to learn the game, whereas you thought that maybe you were going to be more intuitive and just kind of fall into the game. So, I mean, I don't know. You know, a lot of that is about expectations. A lot of that is is what we put on the game rather than what the game is delivering. But I think it's it seems like with both of us, it's a little bit of a mismatch between what we thought we were going to get and what the actual experience is. Yeah, I just feel like there's so much that could have been there, and if if maybe with the second game, like it gets more, what's the word, uh, like focused on a, an aspect of that, like if 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 it was, I think it's a, a woman who developer, right? 
Um, I forgot now. I feel bad. Uh, no, you can look know. it up. Um, but whatever they do next, I feel like if they focus on just one part, like if it was just the cats and dogs, you know, and not really like the open world part, that might help. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just I'm so frustrated that it's not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think a really key thing, and not just with Calico, but with any game, is really the onboarding, like the tutorial part. Like, I mean, you can give me anything in a game, and if you tutorialize it correctly, and you layer it in correctly, and you bring it in at the right time, like, I'll be on board for anything. But I feel like I I feel like I just didn't want to have to fuss with it so much from the beginning. I kind of wanted a smoother entry, and just to, like, get into it and just feel comfortable before doing these things. There just wasn't a lot of comfort. It was, like, a lot of struggle and a lot of confusion probably a lot of that had to do with the UI and the tutorialized uh, tutorializations of it and stuff. It just wasn't wasn't as frictionless as I was hoping it would be. So right. I think that really kind of dragged you, me out. You know, they could have probably just put you in town. I guess there's a town somewhere or there's residents, you know, but yeah. I, didn't, I didn't meet it. I feel like it would have worked so much better just like, hey, you're in town. This is your character. Go play with animals. We'll get to quests later. Just just run around and do stuff for a little while, you know, yeah. talk to people. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm Like, then I'm in, you know, like Animal Crossing style. But, like, this way I'm, like, I'm all the way in the woods. I guess I have a cafe and I guess I own it. How do I make these things? And like you're saying, it's all that. But I will say that I did like playing with the, the animals. I did get to, you know, his little toy and, and pet him and have him ride around on my head, which is ridiculous. So there's this funny aspects, but, yeah. Seems like a miss for both of us there. Sad music. Uh, all right, a couple more games for me here. First one is on the Switch. It is, I don't know that I want to call it a roguelike. I don't really think it is a roguelike, but it's kind of like a run-based game. Meaning, I mean, the difference being, like, you're not really working towards anything. It's just kind of a, you get the weapons you get, and you just play as much as you play, and then you die, you start over. So... I don't really count it as a roguelike because there's not really a lot of like RPG or strategy to it. But what this game is, it's called Destropolis, D-E-S-T-R-O-P-O-L-I-S. You play as a little shape and you're in a very hyper abstract world. It's like a bunch of gray and like blocks, like simple polygon blocks. And then red polygon enemies come towards you like in a swarm and you have to just shoot them. Um, that's all it is. Like it's just like a, a it's not... I don't know if it's a twin stick shooter. It's not really a twin stick shooter because it doesn't control. I wish it was a twin stick shooter, but it's not. Uh, but you just run around as this little polygon shooting other polygons. It's very smooth. The frame rate is silky smooth on the Switch. It runs great. Um, but, I mean, of course, like the screen is just like four polygons or something. So, of course, it runs pretty well. But it's just very simple, straightforward. It's just like an action game. You, you, you warp into this zone, start shooting enemies. The goal is to live as long as possible. Weapons will pop in randomly, and there's like a whole like 15 or 16 different weapons, like a machine gun, shotgun, laser, gauss rifle, uh, whatever, all sorts of different stuff. A couple power-ups like speeding up and force field and what have you. And then every time you hit a certain score threshold, you get a perk. And there's only a limited number of perks, too. So, like, you know, it'll be like move faster or regenerate health faster or your favorite weapon will drop more often. And you just play, like, as long as you can play. Like, that's, you know, it's pretty straightforward, just a very experiential sort of an action game real minimal I, I mean i had fun with it i had fun with it for maybe five ten minutes at a time and then i'm like okay i'm good and then i would come back to it like the next day for like five minutes and be like okay i'm good and then just like you know it's not something you're going to play for two hours but i think for what it is it's really well done it's it's good looking uh, it's well produced it's got reasonable scope to it you know it doesn't try to do more than it's capable of doing so i think overall if you want just like a very arcade like run based action experience that is very easy to pick up and put down 
uh, Distropolis is uh, it's pretty good stuff. It just reminded me of um, not in the same type of game, but Super Hexagon because we had talked about that. Yeah, last episode. Ago. Yeah, it's that that's that kind of game where I don't. There's not many of those games where I will just like pick it up and play it for a little while and then put it down. Um, but that sounds like that kind of style where you just like oh, I'll just play this for a little while and then put it down again. Yeah, that's all it is. Like, and we don't get a lot of those these days. Um, but it's just it's seriously just like this game exists for you to play it for five minutes and then it's fine if you walk away after five minutes because then you've had the experience and if you liked it you're going to come back for another five minutes later like it's just pick up five minutes put down move on with your life that's that's all it is and i think it's fine that that's what it does i think it does that job very well so cool distropolis i thought it was cool uh next game playing it on game pass hitting a lot of game pass stuff lately monster train which i was very excited to play i've heard endless things about this from people in my roguelike circles, because this is absolutely a roguelike, oh boy. it got real big on PC, on Steam. Everybody and their mother was talking about it for a while. Uh, so this is a run-based roguelike where you play... Okay, this is kind of weird. They call it Monster Train. I feel like they maybe should have picked a different name because it's not really descriptive. Uh, but basically, you play a bunch of demons who have the last burning ember in hell. Hell is f- literally freezing over and you're going to die of cold. You've got the last ember inside your train, like, you know, Snowpiercer or something like that. And you're bringing it. You want to get this ember to, I don't know, somewhere, somewhere, (laughs) somewhere to to do something with it. I'm not sure exactly what, but you're bringing this ember with you in this train. Your train is a single car when it's three levels high and your ember is at the top. So what happens is you go on a track at the beginning of the track. You have a couple choices. It's like, hey, do you want to do... Do you want to pick up an extra character or do you want to pick up an extra weapon? And you, you pick whichever one you want. And then it's like, do you want to increase your life? Do you want to increase your attack? Whatever. Like you pick whatever. And then you get to the battle. And the battle, it looks like a little 2D ant farm view of inside your train. And the interesting thing about this is that you have cards. So you build a deck of cards, different demons and abilities and magic spells. You set them up inside your train and then enemies come in the train on the bottom you fight for one round. If they die, they die. If they survive, the enemies move up to the second floor. You cannot, you can't stop them. You either kill them or they move on. Mm. And then you got to set up defenses on the second floor. And hopefully those guys kill them. And if they don't kill them, then the enemies move on to the third floor. And if you don't stop them on the third floor, they get to your ember at the top and they start chipping away at it. So it's kind of weird because you have to set up each floor in such a way as to maximize damage so that the smallest number of people get through your defenses as possible. And you've got three chances to stop them. So it's pretty interesting structure. Um, also, I mean, they should have named it something like with hell in the title. Because I feel like hell is more appropriate than monsters. Because you, all your guys are like demons or weird monsters. And the guys you're fighting are angels who want to put you down for good. They're fighting on the side of heaven and they want to extinguish that ember. Wait, 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 wait. Shouldn't we let them win? You know, you would think so. Yeah. You would think so. But, oh. I mean, if you do that, the game is over. You've wasted your 20 bucks. So... I guess you got to fight for the demons. But if, you, you know. you've done your ending. You know, it's like Far Cry. You've done your ending. That's exactly right. I let, I let heaven win. End of game. Got a good End experience. Moved on. 10 out of know. 10. 10 out of 10. Would play again. Uh, so that's basically how it works. I think it's pretty cool. Graphics, um, really nice, clean, cartoony. I think it's pretty easy to understand, uh, especially if you've played card-based roguelikes before. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of detail to it, which I'm not 100% clear on, but I think you don't really need to understand all the details to just jump in and start playing. Um, pretty okay so far. I'm not 100% sure how much permanence is going on. It's kind of hard to tell. I've only played a couple rounds of it, and I'm not exactly sure how much of it's carrying over, so I'm a little bit hazy on that. But so far, the mechanics seem pretty neat. 
Um, I'm interested to play it a little bit more. I don't know that's going to hook me. I feel like it's good, but I'm not feeling that tingle where it's like, oh, I want to hurry up and get back to this. It's like, oh, this is pretty cool. Maybe I'm good. Maybe yeah. I'm not good. I'm not sure. And it's not so. multiplayer. It's just like a single player thing, right? Single player only. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, the, uh, 2020 was the best year in history for roguelikes. I have a lot of really good roguelikes I haven't even gotten to yet. And this is definitely a good one. I don't have any complaints about it. I think it's really cool. I just don't know that it's necessarily the flavor of roguelike that I am after right now, but I think it's good stuff. Yeah, it seems like, uh, what's that game that we like with the cards and the upgrading and, oh, jeez. We just mentioned it on last episode, I thought. Game of the year, didn't we? Uh, in, I don't know. The, the Grummet's Grummet's Tale. Oh, Crummet, uh, Crummet's, Meteorfall. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it has that feel to it, just by the images I'm looking at. Like, you, you, you play it, and it's fun, and then you put it down. Like we said at the other game, almost. Yeah, you know, it, I mean, that is kind of true. I have played, I think, two runs so far, and I've enjoyed playing it. But I just, it's not like, it's not hooking me. Like, it's not, I'm not thinking about it when I put it down. Whereas when I played, like, Slay the Spire, I was constantly thinking about, yeah. what, what can I do to maximize my run? Or what if I tried this card instead of that card? And I was, I was always turning it over in my head. With Monster Train, I enjoy it. And then I put it down and, like, I just move on. And I'm, yeah, it's kind of weird. So I don't have any complaints about it. It's just, it's just maybe not the right game at the right time for me right now. But I think what it's doing is pretty cool. And it's, it's, it's on Game Pass. It's fucking free. So. It's free if it's on Game Pass, yeah. yeah. It's, like ne- it's like Netflix. Game Pass is Netflix. Um, by the way, I typed, I typed in uh, Monster Train and Google Images, and I got this train that's like half-destroyed, like a real physical, a real train, and someone did like street art on it to make like a monster face on it. That sounds cool. I'm it's pretty that. badass. I'm going to put Safe Search on, though. Um, that does really good for an audio podcast, by the way. Uh, <laughs> right, you're welcome. <laughs> You know the image you are welcome. Uh, that is Monster Train, as I said, on Game Pass, also on PC. Carlos, you have been playing Godfall. I believe that is a PS5 exclusive, I think, coming yeah. from the people who did that game that I can't stand. What is it, Borderlands? Did is that they? them? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it's the Borderlands people. Maybe I'm wrong. But okay. tell us about Godfall. What is this all about? Am I close enough to show with this? I got one last little tiny you bit, but this is the, sure main, the, last, the last big thing. You, when we do a podcast, you're like, no, nah, it's cool, it's cool. Anyway, so I got oh, I got three or four games. Uh, and then it's like, while we're recording. Yeah, I got like three more. I got three more, probably. I got three more. They just cry, a spontaneous generation. I played three more while we were playing the podcast. While you were doing the podcast. So, uh, you know, Godfall was pretty excited about in the very beginning because I love Melee. I'm a Melee person. and they, Please tell me there's hammers. There's hammers, but I don't use them. There's many different t- solid what? weapons. Yeah. I know I normally pick up a big hammer and hit things with it, but I will, you know, based on the game it is, I'll, I'll, I'll find the weapon that suits me. I like in Cyberpunk, it's uh, blades, you know, I like katana blades. Um, and this one, I think I haven't decided which one my style is. It kind of feels like Monster Hunter as well. Uh, and I'll get to that in a minute. Because remember how Monster Hunter, you were like figuring out which weapon you want? Sure, sure. And you like literally... Like, you would just change your mind all of a sudden, like 20 hours in or 10 hours in. You're like, actually, it's these. Um, so what this game is, it's a looter slasher. So there's this new style of game called... A looter slasher. <laughs> looter shooter, you know? Um, so basically, it means it has melee. And it's this game where you're going to get a bunch of loot and fight a bunch of monsters, beat some bosses, rinse, repeat, go to new areas of the map, rinse, repeat, right? Third person. 
Um, one of the big claims of fame was it's PS5 exclusive and looks beautiful because PS5 can be fucking amazing looking, and it can. Um, I think early on I tweeted out when I started playing this game that it should be called Goldfall because so much of it is just like gold shininess everywhere. <laughs> should it be called Golden Shower, perhaps? No, it should not. <laughs> I like how your mind went there first. Um, <laughs> golden Shower Fall? No. Oh, Golden Shower Fall. That works. Maybe, yeah, shower maybe. Shower Fall? Is Shower perhaps. Fall a word? It can be. It is now. Okay. I'm thinking of uh, Waterfall. So, yes, Golden... Okay, never mind. So, um, it is It is pretty. We're going to do on a tangent real quick, which is something we talked about a couple episodes ago, I think. But it has that thing where it says, would you like performance mode? Oh, God. Graphics mode. That can't be the new thing for the new generation, but I feel like it is. It can't be. It's got to stop. Um, we've been on many things talking about it. And just, you know, for consoles, pick a locked frame rate. Pick a locked graphics and let's just do it, you know? Agree, agreed. But I heard the Cyberpunk PS5 version is going to have that same thing. Oh, God. They're all going to have it, aren't they? And that's frustrating because PS5, I mean, I mean Cyberpunk, you've got to have that frame rate for combat. I mean, that's like first person. Are you kidding me? Um, I mean, that should be the, that should be the default choice is frame rate. Like, it has to be frame rate. I don't know why anybody would not want frame rate. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, I hope, yeah. I'm very confused on what that's going to look like. Anyway, so this has that, right? So there's a couple things for her at the at the top of this. One, I put it on performance mode, and it was buttery smooth and moving around fast. On the graphics mode, it looked a little better. I would say a little better, not like a lot better. And it was on – I couldn't do it. A melee was it game, chugging? It wasn't chugging at all. It was just the frame rate. Your eyes notice the difference. And yeah. it's less of uh, – you know, what's the word? I'm just forgetting all the words tonight. Um, you know, response time, etc. So I put it back to 60. It still looks really good. I mean, it looks really good. The problem is at some point, you know, the whole time you're running around, sliding, combos, parrying, the things you do in melee games. It's sure. very, very fast-paced melee, though, so it's not slow. It's not like Valhalla where you're, like, swinging and impact, boom. It's like go fast, you know, um, not as fast as Doom, but in between, you know, kind of like a go fast, also a little defense, you know, jump around or whatever. Whenever well, people say go fast, I think of Sonic the Hedgehog, and I don't think that's the vibe this game is supposed to give right. off. This is Sonic the Hedgehog, basically. It's just, <laughs> it's just you're like, you do melee. Um, so anyways, it's, it's fun melee. So it, like that is the heart of it, and that's why I'm off and on still playing it. Spoiler, still-ish. But the problem in the very beginning was, and I don't know, I don't know why people aren't talking about this more, but... It, there was artifacting even on 60 frames per second like really there was like it was like breaking apart when i would like blow up a explosion thingy or like uh roll or something i would see a little teeny bit of artifacting and i'm wondering if it's because it's a game that's online right like this is a like oh a, is this running off a server yeah i think it is uh, because it is like that's the whole goal of it it's like a pve type online looter shooter game but it happens to have melee so i was thinking that that was it right so i went into the menu and i turned off motion blur which is a setting mm. and it looked it looked better like immediate looked better without that on which was weird i'm like why should i have to pick that setting but in general it still had those moments where i was like this should not be happening so fucking weird and almost in the beginning was unplayable like i was like i can't play the rest of the game like this um 
weird that people aren't talking about that more because it really affects your I think people aren't talking about it because nobody's playing this game nobody's playing it yeah um, there's a lot to be good to, to be uh, good to be had here um, the melee is really really fun the, the all the weapons feel pretty different and uh, the combos are cool and the power-ups and I won't go into it it's it's a melee game with you know different abilities um, but what's interesting number two besides the uh, issues with the graphics is in this game you pick up uh, different armor suits so there's like 12 different armor suits you can pick up and you unlock them by you know gaining shit right you find stuff and unlock things when you unlock them they're different uh, male and female type bodies so I unlocked the female one that I liked because I had it was samurai something and are you saying like you get an armor you get to choose or you have to nope. find the male and you have to find the female nope, one? Nope, nope, nope. There's 12 pieces of armor uh-huh. and they are just happen to be male or female. Oh, they are just pre-assigned. Pre-assigned. And they okay. have like uh, different abilities, right? So you want to, you know, some are faster, some are more defense, whatever. So I found the one that I liked. The samurai was a, is a girl. But I started this game and this has a story, throwaway story, as a guy. So the main story is about a guy and his brother. So then I picked the girl suit, and now I'm talking like a woman's voice. And now, so are you like a spirit or something, or does it matter? They like, don't. I mean, I'm a it doesn't confused. matter. B they don't explain it. And then I found the other armor suit that I liked better, and it's a guy. So now I'm back to a guy. So I don't know gender equality. It's like I mean that seems really weird that they wouldn't even give you like a narrative explanation for the ability to do that. I mean, nope. cool that it doesn't matter. I'm happy to play as either or both or switch back and forth, but like. You would think that maybe the writers would want to maybe cover that? It's weird. It's just the main reason it's weird is because, yeah, no one talks about it. I'm like, you know that I look different now, different now, right? Like, And I talk different. Like, is anybody going to acknowledge this? So, weird. Um, also, the armor sets don't change enough. You know, like, the, for them to be such a thing you have to, like, unlock, they didn't really change my play style very much. Mm. Um, and again, like I said, the stories throw away. Uh, here's my one-line review of the game. It's Darksiders meets an online looter shooter, but with melee. Um, and, and that's it. Like, you know, it has no soul. Like, it, there's no soul to the game. It feels like Monster Hunter sometimes, and there's some tactics and stuff. Um, and you like, you know, any human being who likes collecting things, you will can fall into that. Like, ooh, I want to get more loot. Ooh, I just want a new rare or whatever. But you just get, you know... I got bored at some point. Um, two more things real quick. Uh, I'll leave it. One, the first monster, kind of like Monster Hunter, that you have to beat because you can't just play the story. You've got to unlock a, a road path. I hate when they do that. Uh, like, you know what I mean? Like the next story beat is in this next section, but you can't go there until you unlock it. Right. Sure. Again, very much like a online game. The, the monster, the first, very first monster you have to fight is, like, unbeatable in the beginning. Like, super hard. Just die, 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 die. And I was like, well, I can't even do the story because I can't beat this one monster. Did you just need to grind some more or what? I grinded more and then got lucky. I feel like I grinded and, like, learned how to dodge more and got a couple lucky hits. And I just I didn't feel like it was too much grinding. I just felt like it was too hard of a boss. And that was, like, the first story beat, you know? It's like, ugh. It, 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 at times I want to love it at times I'm just like super bored uh, but I'm out I'm like I'm fully out now and this sounds to me like a like a I picked it up for nine dollars on a PSN super sale kind of a game there's so much more that could have been and maybe still can be but for now 
Um, it's just too frustrating. Oh, there's no map either. So the only way you can find things is by those little markers they put in front of your head. And then when you, you get to it, it's like they makes a new marker. Oh, yeah. I, that, they don't do that much in games anymore. I, I don't know what no. the fuck. It's like you go to that marker, then it makes a new marker. Then you go, ah, oh, I guess I have to go this way. I'm like, fuck you. Give me a map. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a, again, the combat is what is selling it. And at times it's super fun and I love melee. And I'm like, yeah, I'll fucking play this for hours. And then it, all the other stuff just gets in the way. Doesn't sound great. Doesn't sound great. And to be honest, I've heard very little about this game. And considering how few PS5 launch titles there are, you would think that by default, like more people will be playing it and talking about it. But basically, just like crickets on this one. So I guess a lot of people share your feelings here. I think here's what I'm going to say about the final final verdict is, um, and I should probably arrive 2021 it should arrive on a structure of how i do my reviews if you notice yours is very much the same mine is a crapshoot every time i start talking but i might say like final verdict for uh games now but my final verdict is this it's too much of an online experience thing and it should have just done like done away with that made it a download single player game and it would have been fucking fun you know what i mean so are you so are you saying like it feels too much like a game of service and you wish it was more like traditional story exactly. structure? Exactly yeah. because throw a little more story structure, the combat's really fun. Um, get rid of the online components of unlocking shit because I feel like that's what that is, right? It's like spend a lot of time in our world so you can unlock the stuff to you know progress in the game. Fuck you, let me just play the game and then I'll come back to the world if I want to, you know. Um, yeah, I just wish it was more of a regular ass single player game and the artifacting is insane i can't believe you know, people aren't talking about that well it's too bad you know and i find that's happening more and more these days where developers really want like a Fortnite or uh you know an overwatch or something where like it's an online experience and you, you keep adding to it it grows it keeps going but that's you know that's like lightning in a bottle right like you can't just set out to be like i am going to create an online service that people are going to love and cash that in for the next 10 years i mean you have to have something that's great it's like i if i love something then I will grind and I will unlock and I will come back, but I will not play a game where from the get go, like yeah. the, the experience is the grind, right? Like I do not do that, but if I love something, then yes, I will do that. But you got to get me to love it first. You cannot get me to love the grind first. So. That's exactly it. Yeah. And I worked with, yeah. you know, scavengers and I, and I've worked with um, other companies that have made games like that. But for one thing, those games are, a lot of them are multiplayer, right? We're talking about yeah. Fortnite and these kinds of games where you're, it's an experience for uh, a service for a reason. But this is a single player game. And I, we, we're both seeing this more and more in the games we review when online services can be a thing. People are like, well, we should make that as part of the single player game. Um, so fuck off with this because it just, uh, for me, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, don't, don't do that. Don't do yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, all right. That is Godfall. Sounds like a mess. Just one quick little thing. Uh, we have one e uh, listener. We got an email. I'm going to read that off in a second. Before we get to that, just a quick shout out to Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, I mentioned earlier I was going back and forth between this and Valhalla. And because of the, the tech issues, I decided to go with Odyssey since that was made for the PS4. I'm uh, just really enjoying it. I'm probably about maybe 35 hours into it right now. Um, still really having a lot of fun. I love Cassandra, the main character. Uh, I think she's great. I think she is a really wonderful character. She's tough. Um, you know, doesn't let people push her around. She's not like 
um, overtly sexualized. Like a lot of her armor is very like businessy and um, tough, and it's not like it's not like boob armor, you know, where everything is all about the curves. Like she looks like she could really kick somebody's ass. She's got scars, which I really appreciate, um, and I like that she's written very tough. Doesn't really take a lot of shit from people, which is cool. Uh, and I think that uh, overall the world is like enormous, but it's really beautiful. The Greek islands is pretty nice. Never been there in real life. Maybe someday after coronavirus, LOL, I'll get to do that and uh, we'll get to visit somewhere else. Uh, but it's just great. And I think that so far there's definitely a little bit of, of padding in it for sure. I'm, I'm not doing everything, but I'm doing the main story quests and I'm doing like the most important side quests and kind of sticking to those things. And so far it's been pretty good. I wish... There were a little bit more variety in quests. I think so far a lot of it is like, go here and kill this guy and come back, which is okay for a while. But then you get something that's really interesting. Like, for example, one of the quests I did today was I have this uh, girl who was from my original island. Her name is Phoebe, and she looks like she's maybe like 10 or 12. And she tags along with you, and she wants to be your, you know, wants to go on your adventures. But she's just a little girl. Yeah, Phoebe's great. I think she's really fun because she's really precocious and she's really a rascal and she's just really good to have along. And so I met up with her and the mission that I was doing was I needed to remember a certain number of details in a story because I was telling this guy the story and then I needed to distract him because Phoebe was in the background stealing stuff. And so that was like a very different quest from just go here and kill somebody. So I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I love this because Phoebe's great and I like my character. Cassandra's great and doing something different is great I wish they did more of those and that was something that Witcher was really good at because even though like a lot of the, the game mechanics are similar between Odyssey and Witcher Witcher's team was like really went above and beyond in like coming up with different quests sometimes you're just talking to somebody sometimes you're investigating sometimes you're tracking something down sometimes you're telling jokes sometimes you're romancing somebody like there was always something slightly different every time you did a quest um, and, and honestly it gets there sort of it doesn't get there all the way um, leans a little bit too heavily on combat, but when it does hit those quests, it's really fun and worthwhile. Um, a lot of the characters I think are pretty interesting and fun. So I'm enjoying being in an open world game where I like my team. Like, I like my ship captain. I like my main character. I like my buddies when I meet up with them. I wish there was a little bit stronger writing, a little bit more of an ensemble feel would be great if possible. Uh, but so far it's pretty good. And I feel like I'm definitely going to finish it. I don't know that I'm going to do 100% of that game because that game is enormous. People were telling me this enormous. game is huge and they were not kidding. This game enormous. The map is huge. Every place you fucking go there's like a dozen quests. Some of them more important than others of course. Uh, but like there's tons of stuff to do. I got the all-in-one package on the PSN Super Sale so I got like all the DLC and that adds like a, a jillion more quests. Um, so it's huge but it's also really cool. I love the main character. I love being on an adventure and and this is a world where like you can just kind of get into it and there's just like tons of stuff to do tons of places to go tons of things to see and it's good it's not it's not witcher good because witcher is pretty amazing but it's it's pretty good and for now i'm pretty happy with it i do have a question for you though carlos you played yeah. this right yeah oh i played everything i mean dlc and everything so okay my question is one of the things that i was curious about was before this game came out people were really making a big deal about the fact that you could choose Cassandra who's female and you could either have straight relationships or lesbian relationships or you could pick the male version Alexios which I don't know why anybody would choose him that's crazy <laughs> you could choose Alexios and then you could have straight relationships or you could do gay relationships and that was like a big deal for people in this game like it was very well publicized that was why a lot of people got back on the Assassin's Creed tip because they thought oh, okay well maybe Ubisoft is opening it up I am playing Cassandra, and I have to say I've romanced 
I want to say three people so far, and all of them have been profoundly unimpressive. It's like Cassandra gives somebody a hug. There's like one kiss, fade to black, and it's over. And I'm like, what? That's it? That's yeah. all you get? Is that all they are? Yeah, they're not very good. And by the way, I, I laughed earlier because we've talked about Odyssey many times on this podcast. And we've not one one time mentioned that I picked Alexios. You picked Alexios? Why yeah. would you pick him? So let's let's talk about this for a minute. Quick, quick tangent. One, he's a terrible character. And he's like a macho <laughs> dude. He's like, whoa, 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 you know. But, um, and, and I'd already played quite a bit before, like, you know, um, I just already played a, a bunch of before I decided to maybe go back. But in general, I just relate with the guy character. Um, and when I, especially if a game has romancing, I want to, again, have this fantasy that I potentially have like a girlfriend like Pan Am, although she's real. Uh, and so, yeah, for me, it doesn't work the same. Like my, my brain can't let myself go there if I'm just, if I'm a female. I just, unless, what was that Assassin's Creed with the, in, the, in England? Uh, I know that with, the, with right. the twins, right? The brother and sister. You play twins. both, right? I think you play both. You switch back and forth, yeah. And that was fun to play that girl because that girl kicked ass. But in general, I generally pick the guy, even if he's a shittier character, because I put my own thing on it. You know, like gotcha, he, he gotcha. might not say the best words, but it really helps me lose myself more because it's like I don't know, just that male entity, or what's the word? I can't think of. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Were you were you Broship in Mass Effect? Uh, yeah. What? Really? Wait, Mass Effect. The main dude. Yeah, you, no, the main lady. The main lady. Everybody was Femshep, dude. You were Broshep? I was Broshep. Yeah, I'm always ah, the bro person. It's just the, just the male character. That's why we never talked about this on the podcast, like, ever, because we talk about male-female characters. But, yeah, I I don't think I've ever played, like, Tomb Raider, you have to be, right? You're yeah, no woman. choice there. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's very few times where I picked it, because especially if there's romancing. I just want to be able to feel like that feels like who I relate to, you know? Uh, identify. I mean, that makes sense. Identify. That makes sense. That's that makes sense. Trying. I get it. I get it for sure. But Alexia, yeah, um, he's dumb, you know? But, you know, um, it did, you know, it didn't really – here's the thing, though. It didn't affect it that much because the stories in Odyssey and in Valhalla – I'm sure you could be a, you'd be a girl in Valhalla. The stories are what sell it for me. And just because I'm – uh, romancing different people that doesn't seem to change it you know there's some great stories you you're not even close to you talked about those stories you liked that were different there's so many more coming up um, you got to get into hour 50 when there's some really cool stuff <laughs> I'm heading there I'm heading yeah. there so there's but. so much more and so for me it was really about the stories in the world that it built so I didn't see the difference as much as some people do oh man well I love Cassandra I think she's fantastic I think she's a really great character I'm really enjoying spending time with her much more than any other um character that comes to mind recently so people did not did not steer me wrong when they said that katrandra was the way to go i i am digging it pretty pretty hardcore but i am very disappointed in those romances i was expecting more you know and i know it's weird i know it looks like i know it looks like mannequins crashing into each other when you try to do a sex scene in a game it never comes out good but i kind of wanted them to try like it's just like a little kiss and fade the black. I feel like I got cheated somehow. I feel like I needed more romance than that. That was no, not enough. You're right. And also, um, I just re I just got a flashback of uh, my special time with Pan Am <laughs> in Cyberpunk, and that was um, 
That's how they spicier? should do it. It was much spicier, and what they did, without spoiling it, is they showed more graphic moments and also more realistic moments, You just in like the motions of the body. Sure. Um, but then they would cut away, and I loved it. Like It was really well done where it would be like, you know, cut to black, new, sure, new, new sure. scene, cut to black. Um, and it, I think that was a, a classy way to do it. So, yeah, hopefully more games do those. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't need to be porn or anything. I just, you know, you would think that you would have a little bit more you know a little bit more spice to it it's just like, so boring i wasn't even sure that i even got the romance i yeah i did the, the first romance and i'm like wait a minute did i miss something did i fuck that quest up what happened and i went to go look it up and i'm like that was it like seriously like that was nothing that was ah, okay anyway i, I decided anyway. something based on our this conversation this is this oh god is, what this is only for the uh the hardcore fans who are listening to the very end oh the no i don't know it's not a big thing but it's like i've officially decided and we're doing this soon Okay. We're going to make a spicy episode. <laughs> and it's only going to be all spicy games all the time. We're going to find the spiciest of the spicy, and we're going to play them. Even if they're older games, hopefully there'll be some new ones. And I'll do the research if you want. Yeah, oh, you, wait, wait, wait. You, this is a good idea. I'm on board. Yeah. Yes, and. Yes, and. And I'm going to put it out to the listeners. Ooh. If there's any listeners out there who have played. Now, we're talking about sexual content, adult-only games, anything yeah. like that. that you or, or games that are not specifically adult-only, but have, but have like, that content really, in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything like that, that we can play in a reasonable... I mean, don't suggest a 100-hour RPG that has two minutes of sex in it. Like, you know, be reasonable, right? Yeah. But if there's anything on Steam or, you know, adult-only game that you want us to play, we'll talk about it here on the show. We'll put a spicy, uh, you know, So Video Games After Dark episode out or something like that. If you got something you want us to talk about, Send us your your nominations on Twitter, email, whatever. Let us know, and we'll try to work it in for the show. So let's do that. Yeah, let's do maybe uh, later this week. We'll just tweet it out too, the the question. Because I think yeah, that let's that's, do that. That's gonna be really fun. Let's okay. try that out. Okay, cool. so that was it. Anyway, uh, long story short, I I dig Odyssey. I'm glad I, I played it. I love Cassandra. I'm gonna keep going, having a good time. So thumbs up to Odyssey. Oh, one little piece. Wait, of, okay, one yeah, more thing to Odyssey. You're gonna love okay. it. But did you get to a part yet? And this is not a spoiler, but um. Oh, it will be a spoiler. Don't spoil me. Okay. There's um, there's a point at some point, because you would have mentioned it. There's something that happens in the story that's really, really um, impactful. Let's just Probably say. have not gotten there yet, because okay. I haven't had any big impacts yet. So. Okay. All right. I will let you know. We'll, we'll come back. Let, to me, know. let me know. Let me know. One piece of uh, email this week, which I'm really thrilled to be sharing. Carlos, of all the people that listen to our podcast, of all the people who have written in to us before, who is the baddest motherfucker that you do not want to mess with? Wait, what? We that... have one listener above all else. Oh, wait, the guy with the crazy name. You know it. Who is the guy that we, who is the guy that Death, kicks ass? Death's head revisited. Um, you're so clear, so close. You're so close. Death Lord, Metal Death Lord. <laughs> you're Me- so close. Metal Man Death Lord. Uh, Lord of the Death of Metal. Oh my god, you're so close. It is none other than Greg Killmaster. Killmaster the right. Killmaster. I love that name. What an amazing name. I love that we have like this death-dealing dude listening to our podcast. I love Greg. He's a great guy. The Killmaster has sent us an email this week, which I'm about to read to you, and feel free to comment as we go. Here he says, Oh, you all, once again, you have bolstered my life through these hardest of times, and huge thanks for that. Just wanted to recommend something to play for Carlos from hearing your latest podcast and knowing you're looking for something. I highly recommend Risk of Rain 2, which is on PlayStation 4. I had never before played a roguelike, uh, but I love this game dearly. I finally reached invincibility and then have tapered out my playing, but it was definitely one of my most enjoyable experiences of my life, and I am not young. 
<laughs> also, on the same level is multiplayer Ghosts of Tsushima Legends. Utter respect for this, and it's a riveting experience. I really love it, and it's become one of my top ten games as well. As a reference, the other games of my life include Bloodborne, Team Fortress 2, and Shadow of the Colossus, with some Battlefield 3 thrown in. You all being you is helping me continue to be me. Thank you for the game reviews, but also thanks more for your courage to get on here and speak your minds. It is a service to others in addition to being usefully informative about games. Wow. Thank you, Greg. What a great email. Thanks, Killmaster. The Killmaster um, has graced us with his presence. Yes, the answer is Killmaster always. Um, that's awesome. Thanks so much for that. And yeah, we appreciate uh, the comments and we love doing it. Uh, I'll say that I did play Risk of Rain 2. I had an okay time. I don't think it was like my favorite game in the world, but it was, um, I would give it another shot, you know, so I'll, I'll go back. I have it. I can just redownload it. Uh, but then maybe I wasn't in the mood for it at the time. You know how that happens. So let me check that out. But very good idea is to go back to Ghost of Tsushima Legends because I forgot that multiplayer came out. Um, do you remember? We haven't talked about it on the show, but they. No, I think we, we we aren't done talking about it before it came out, I believe. Yeah. So thank you for that because I will definitely download that. Uh, I don't know if there's like an extra download or if I just have to like log in. But I'll check that out because, you know, I was saying how much I really enjoyed that game and I kind of fell off of it for a minute. So it might reignite my fire for that game. Excellent. Um, excellent. I wish there was a fire metaphor there, but I don't have one. Yeah, I don't know. You almost got it there, but that's yeah. okay. We'll just leave it be. Greg, thank you so much. We always love hearing from the Killmaster and we always love hearing from all of our other fans. Uh, special shout out to Joshua Jackson, the mailman with Calves of Steel. Hadn't heard from that brother for a long time and he finally reached out. He's still alive, still kicking, luckily COVID-free. I was getting a little worried because we hadn't heard from him in a while, but glad Joshua Jackson is still out there. And hopefully all the rest of you listeners are out there and healthy as well. Please drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. Send us a tweet, send us an email, whatever. Just reach out. It's great to get messages. Um, so, Carlos, that is it for this episode. But before we go, uh, we are on Twitter, collectively, at SoVideoGames. You can also reach us individually. Where are you this week, Carlos? YouTube.com slash a lot of things. Go there on your phone and subscribe to the channel. If I get like 90 more subscribers, I'll be a partner, which is ridiculous and crazy. And um, really, really appreciative of all the people who are checking out my new YouTube shorts. I do a lot of dumb cyberpunk stuff now, and people seem to dig that because I pretty much live in cyberpunk. So, uh, yeah, YouTube.com slash a lot of things. Go there on your phone and subscribe. Excellent. As for me, it's the same as always. Twitter and Instagram, B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y. Also, forgot to mention our email, sovideogamespodcast at gmail.com. And that is going to do it for episode 214. Thank you all again for joining us here at So Video Games. And we will be back before you know it. In the meantime, this is Bye from Brad. And Bye from Alexios, because I'm a dumbass and I picked the wrong character. <laughs> 